The art of gift giving. I know some of you have had your Christmas presents all squared away for weeks now, but for the benefit of those who, like myself, now just three weeks to the day, are just now starting to think it might be worth considering buying some presents, I'd like to share with you the seven keys to good gift giving. It's what changes the seasonal purchases from an obligation into a source of joy. I found it a few years back. I think it's key. First key, first of the secrets, secret ingredients is that gift giving and when done well is freely given. There's no compulsion, there's no, there's no guilt, there's no worrying about whether or not they got you something or now they're going to feel like they have to. When we give well, we give not even caring. Second, it has to be unmeasured. We don't play the accountant's game, putting all the costs into spreadsheets when we give well. We don't worry about whether we spent a little bit more on one friend or family member than on another, for dollars and cents have never been able to measure love. The third of the seven is that the gift is given in person. It's not always possible, but it makes such a difference. When you are with the other, their presence is the best of presents. I know that sounds like something from Hallmark, but we know it's true. Fourth is the gift is well-wrapped, or at least wrapped in something other than the plastic bag that you received when you got it from the store. My grandmother raised this to the art of the science, but we don't have to do it like my grandmother did with all the perfect ribbons, all color-coded. But it has to be presented. Fifth, it's ideally given with food and drink. Since the dawn of civilization, people eating together have bonded them together. And so, when we share a gift with a meal, we do what our Lord did so many times with both saints and sinners. In fact, what he does every time we gather here. The sixth key is that it's something that we have touched. Ideally, something that we have made, but at least touched. We know it. It's not the same when I have to give in to using Amazon to deliver something for me that I've never seen or touched. And no, having them gift wrap it for me is not the same. And number seven, most important for gift giving, is that it's something that we love. Something that we either know of firsthand and now want to share, or that we see and makes us think of somebody else that we love. It's key. Now, with these seven rules of gift-giving, I invite you to look at the gospel again, in particular that character of John the Baptist, who I propose is the greatest of all gift-givers. For his entire life has been preparing the way of the Lord and pointing him out. The gift, spoiler alert, of course, is none other than Jesus himself. John followed rule number one. He gives freely. He's not worried about what others are going to 
to think whether they've gotten him something. In fact, he gives so freely that he lays it out pretty thick in the gospel, doesn't he? Repent is how he starts. Turn away from sin. Even calling those Pharisees and Sadducees a brood of vipers. Yeah, but here's your gift. It is the Lord. Secondly, he does it in an unmeasured way. He's not worried about who got more or less. In fact, from the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, until there at the Jordan River, he's been pointing this Jesus out to everyone and anyone. Andrew was the first to hear the message and follow. And through Andrew to Peter, and through Peter to Rome, and from Rome to the whole world. Is it fair that Andrew got the cutting edge, that he got a little bit more of the message than anybody else? No. But that's okay. The rule is not that gift-giving be fair, but that it be without measure. Third, John gave in person. He was all about the person, right? He went out to the desert, it's true, but he drew others to himself. And there he stood in the water with people, and he poured water on people. While he could pray from a distance, it's true, we can, just like we can pray online, it's true. But there's no substitute for being with the person. John knew it. He gave the gift in person. Rule four and five are a bit of a stretch. That was be well-wrapped and use food and drink. He wore camel's skin and a leather belt, and he ate locusts and honey. So we'll just chalk this one up to it's the thought that counts, John. But I do hold that he would have shared the locusts and honey if anyone asked. Number six, it's something that he touched. The gift that John gave in the person of Jesus Christ was his own family member, his own flesh and blood, and who he touched there in the Jordan, and then most of all, who he loved. And why wouldn't he love him? Isaiah prophesied in our first reading today of who this Jesus was and what he would do, drawing the nations to himself, bringing the being the Prince of Peace. Then those animals, these predators, will rest together. The wolf, the guest of the lamb, the leopard, lying with the kid, the calf and the young lion browsing together. It's poetic language, to be sure, but it speaks of that harmony that's only possible with Jesus. So John, he might be the best of gift givers because he loved the gift of faith in Jesus, so much that he was willing to die for it. So it begs the question, what about us? Hopefully you haven't just been thinking about all the other gifts you still need to work on uh, during the homily, but either way, I propose a, a good gift to be given. In fact, the best is to give the gift of faith to another, to share with someone that you love, that same gift that John gave so many years ago, and it'll check all the boxes. Imagine for a moment, if you will, how, what it would be if each of us were to bring one other with us. Each household brought a neighbor's household. Maybe 
back, maybe for the first time. But to do so freely, without worrying what they'll think, in an unmeasured way, not worrying about the perfect time or circumstances, to give it in person, inviting them to come, not just as a good abstract idea, but to come with you, wrapped well with all positivity, sharing this gift that you love with, with food and drink, not only the meal of heaven that we offer, but I know some of you head out to brunch right after this, and I say invite them to that as well. Share something that has touched you and that you have touched your own parish and something that you love. It's the gift for the ages. Jesus is that Prince of Peace. John knew it. We know it. And so we gather here and ask him, come, Lord Jesus.